start this one. I don't know what to say. You start it. Oh, I'm starting this one. Mm-hmm. It's on mm-hmm. you. It's you, on me now. You come up with a weird conversational topic. A weird conversational topic. Hmm. Um. Well. Women, am I right? Women, am I right? Do you ever like? Cause like I'm, I'm bisexual, but that doesn't necessarily mean an attraction to women, and it mostly doesn't. Uh. But occasionally, occasionally there's just, there's just, a, there's just one that's like, wow, okay. Yeah. I get it. I mean, obviously <laughs> I get, obviously I, I understand anyway, mm-hmm. but like, you know? Woman, am I right? Sometimes, women, am I right? <laughs> By rights. By rights. Um. Welcome to Enchanting Aspects. <laughs> Welcome to Enchanting Aspects, where we're both bi, and we respect women. This is a podcast (laughs) about- We're both bi, and we respect women, and, um, and, it, uh, ooh, I- Hey, Amy? Yeah? Do you ever, like, start a sentence just expecting that you're going to have a joke at the end of it, and then you don't when you get there? Oh, Yeah. That just that happens to me a lot, and maybe it's just oh, a, a, I know. <laughs> you know what? I see how it is. Oh my god, I've I've recognized your speech pattern so well because I've I've edited your voice so much. <laughs> so usually yeah. I know exactly what you're going to say or lack thereof of what you're going to say before you even finish your sentence. You could you could do this whole podcast without me. You just need a soundboard of me. Mm. Honestly, yeah. <laughs> I can literally look at the audio waves and I know exactly when you're saying um. Oh, I I I know what my ums look like. Yeah. I 100% know what my ums look like. Yeah, me too. <laughs> They're little blocks. They're little blocks. They're friends. Well, not to They're me. Little friends. I have to delete a lot of <laughs> You do have to delete a lot of ums and ahs. Yeah, this and... isn't meditation. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I also say and a lot without oh, yeah. going anywhere. Oh, yeah, yep. Do I do that a lot. Mm-hmm. This has been um, an introspection on Mars's uh, uh, speaking habits. Thanks for this coming. This has been the Mars call-out corner. <laughs> Thanks for coming to our segment of Mars call-out corner. Next week, we'll, we'll do the Amy's compliment corner. Oh, oh, I see. <laughs> oh, I see. Yeah, yeah. Oh, we have to, we have to compliment you. Yeah, because I'm perfect. Anyway, I this guess. is a podcast <laughs> about <laughs> looking at the little things in the things. Sometimes there are things, and then there are even the, the smaller things that make those things. Oh, we like the, oh, we like oh, to talk about FedEx. the smaller things. Yeah, FedEx. Like, FedEx drove by very loudly, very rudely. Oh, <laughs> but uh, yeah, we we talk about those parts of the things we like. Mars, what's your thing? Oh, my thing. Oh, oh my thing, thing this week. Yeah. Um. So today I'm not bringing out some from a video game and i know that's a shocker <gasps> i know that 
it is a complete surprise to you, Amy. Yeah. Uh, it, I certainly didn't tell you beforehand that yeah. that's what was the case. Yeah, no. We don't talk unless we're hitting re- record. Yeah. I don't exist beyond the microphone. Oh, yeah. Well, here's the thing, and that's what they don't tell you, is that um, when you turn off a podcast, the podcasters die, and every time that you hit play again, they're, they come back alive. Yeah. It's tough. It's tough. It's rough. It's, it's really like- I'm really hungry. You know, I'm really, really hungry for your listens? Yeah, sure. Sure. Attention. Attention. Yeah. What's your thing? My thing? Oh, my thing this week? Yeah. Um, so my thing this week, uh, I want to talk about a particular character. Oh. A a minor character, an an NPC from Dimension 20's uh Fantasy High sophomore year. I don't know anything about that, but I know you really want me to listen to it. Watch it, actually. It's a watch thing. Oh, it's yeah. a watch thing. It's a watch thing. Okay. Um, uh, Although, like, you could totally have it as a podcast. I mean, that's what I do with Critical Role. I don't watch it. I just listen. Um, But, uh, so Dimension 20 is uh, College Humor's... Uh, D&D show uh, actual play D&D podcast well I just said it wasn't a podcast but it's essentially a podcast with video mm-hmm. um, uh, that uh, that has these distinct seasons of like like the longer seasons are like 16 episodes long or something like that like each like running like two and a half hours or something like that mm-hmm. um and uh, there are side quests, which are shorter seasons, which have, uh, which are like typically like six to eight episodes. Um, and uh, they, the longer ones, all have the same players, and then the side quests have like guests coming in to play characters. Mm-hmm. Um, and they are all different stories, different characters, uh, different styles and themes uh fantasy high is like 80s high school mystery drama sort of stuff Mm -hmm. uh we got unsleeping city which is uh honestly what inspired me to do a urban fantasy D &D campaign uh for for our campaign our private campaign Mm -hmm. um and uh although although the unsleeping city and lost celestial are very different but anyway <laughs> um and there's there's other ones um uh uh they recently started crown of candy which is like if game of thrones took place in candyland oh my fucking the board God. game that sounds amazing it's fucking wild um so uh dimension 20 has all of these great uh uh great seasons they're all dm'd by brennan lee mulligan um 
and fantasy high sophomore year is the uh so the the regular seasons are pre-recorded edited they have big sets that come in for the battles um cut-ins camera angles all of that uh and then uh sophomore year is dimension 20 live which is uh live streamed actual like uh, a live streamed D campaign uh that is way looser and there aren't any sets it's just theater of the mind um and it's like more stripped down but it's like it's the same level of quality mm-hmm. and uh ida eggfort is my favorite character in all of dimension 20 and she's the character that i want to talk about today do it uh, Ida Eggfort is uh, a character in sophomore year. She shows up sort of midway through the season. Uh, so basically, the the main party, which I'm not going to talk about too much because they're not the focus right now. The main party, they go off uh, to this city called Leviathan, which is this pirate capital. Um, and uh, they through uh, uh, various circumstances, uh, end up meeting with uh, Ida Eggfort, who runs this grand library in the city. And uh, she is a, like, half-Phoenix woman. She's, like, I don't know, around, like, 17 or 18, I think. Phoenix women, am I right? Phoenix women, am I right? Uh, And uh, she is, yeah, she she runs the library. And um, so I love her as a character already. She sounds pretty cool. Yeah. Um, One of the, she's obviously, so she's got obviously as a character, she has a lot going on. Uh, she has like this, like major, like her father Arthur Eggfort is the like main party's principal, um, like at the school where they go, and uh, he is like he's this big, larger than life character, but like we learn through Ida that like he's a, a pretty distant and not good dad mm-hmm. um so like uh and you know obviously like she's a uh more than that she's like an incredibly accomplished wizard she is um a in- incredibly smart and incredibly powerful um she just has a lot of skills a lot of capability we don't necessarily learn like a whole lot about her because she was intended to be a one-off npc that just the party sort of attached to specifically fig who is um one of the characters mm-hmm. um but all of that is what makes her a an interesting character um but the thing that about her and this isn't something that i think is actually said in the show but it is 100 percent confirmed and uh and you can totally see it and read it in her um 
Ida is autistic. Oh. In in a lot of the ways that she talks and interacts with people are um things that I really relate to and it's been uh it's been a prevailing thought recently of like coming to terms with that I also am autistic mm-hmm. and it's been it's interesting because I've been um I'm not actually like all the way caught up on sophomore year yet mm-hmm. but I'm pretty close to the end and it was interesting that Ida as a character came into my life at a time where I was really starting to come to grips with that because the way she talks and I say because obviously like all of these NPCs are it's a D&D campaign they're all played by one guy Brandon Lee Mulligan Mm -hmm. but he's a he's an incredibly compassionate dude uh he's a like hardcore socialist uh and like literally like unsleeping city is um like it is a story about demolishing capitalism hell yeah like like both figuratively and literally in a in a, a lot of ways um he he wears his politics very clear on on his everything that he does and he's also talked about like how he has um uh i believe they're like i believe the like official like job title is sensitivity consultant uh but he has like several people come on um to like make sure that he is who like have professional and personal experience with stuff to yeah. Uh, make sure that he is like on th- on the right page. Yeah. Um. So like, when I think of Ida, I think of Ida. I don't think of Brendan Lee Mulligan. You know what I mean? Oh yeah, for sure. Um. So when Ida speaks, I realized how much of what she was, or not what she was saying necessarily, but how she was saying it. Mm-hmm. and how she approaches people and how it's clear that her heart is full of love but it's it comes out complicated sometimes <laughs> yeah and i just i saw a lot of myself in that and it sort of put me on a path and then and then the reason why she sticks around as a character in the show is because um fig uh the character I talk about who is uh a like she is a uh literal rock star bard who is a teenager and she's going through her own shit i mean they're all teenagers they're going uh, she's going through her own shit and but she's like a hard rocking you know person mm-hmm. um and uh ida and fig 
over the course of sophomore year develop a like i would say like a a sort of like mutual crush romance sort of situation i don't know if it goes full-on girlfriends but like it's it's a romantic thing yeah and um and i actually want to i want to play a a clip of a scene that they have together that i feel like showcases what i'm talking about a lot but this uh, this is a clip that i found on youtube there aren't official clips of dimension 20 because the dimension 20 like there is there are like full seasons on youtube that cut out the swears which is you know kind of a bummer but you can watch uh like i believe the the first season of fantasy high and the uh the entirety of uh escape from the blood keep uh which is one of the side quests uh on on youtube but it's dimension 20 is behind dropout which is a college humor's like streaming platform um so uh this clip has bad audio and it's not official but it's the only one i could find uh so let's let's uh let's let's watch this little scene Uh, you know fake you awaken uh next to a ida who um has like naturally curled her bird-like legs up against her chest um, and is uh, she gets extremely hot while she sleeps, just like <laughs> kind of like an ember burning kind of sensation. Um, little trails of smoke come out of her nostrils. Just <clears throat> ah, I was unconscious. No, I think you were asleep. Right, right. That's what I mean. Right, same difference. Good call. Thank you. Yeah. Um, now we're awake, is the sleepover still happening, or is that considered concluded now? You know what, I'm glad you asked. Let's keep the sleepover going throughout the day. Okay, I don't fully understand, but I'm <laughs> going to basically take your lead and cool. follow along. Uh, does this mean I have to remain in my night garb, or can <laughs> I put on my normal daytime clothes? Um, you know, the thing is, at a sleepover, you could sleep in your daytime clothes, so sleepover, the the wardrobe is kind of like do as whatever feels right to you. Okay, things rarely feel a hundred percent right to me. You don't I'm have any outfit that feels good to you. I have outfits that feel good to me, yeah. but I worry about whether other people will like that. Does that make sense? Okay. Well, first off, everything you're wearing, everyone's been liking. Fantastic. Yeah. God, what a huge success. Yeah. Great. It's definitely been a success. So I think, you know what, I think you should go out on a limb and put on something that you like that you think other people won't like. Uh, you see that she just fully starts sweating and goes, and you would like that. Well, damn. Yeah, I can, I can see a lot of similarities between you and Ida already, just from that little yeah. clip. Yeah, it's, there is... In the on the wiki page, the fan and this is a fan wiki that nobody this isn't a, a approved or overviewed by fucking anybody. Um, so I'm not trying to fucking strike out at anybody, but I do want to read a little bit of like the paragraph about Ida being autistic. Hell yeah. Um. Uh. Uh. 
Well, the first sentence is, Ida is autistic and can be very hard to read as she often behaves in very transactional way and uses blunt language. But to me, I don't think that she's hard to read. Yeah, I don't think so either, in, in my I opinion. I feel like, like, in high school, in just school in general, autistic people are sort of hidden away. And then in life, they never were really taught the skills or taught the skills in the right way that actually makes sense for that kind of person. And it can be a real struggle. And and the way that in media, autistic people are either, usually either useless or completely like just or just without any love in their heart yeah and that sucks it does yeah it very often you see they're either the the butt of a joke or you know the super skillful person who is amazing at this one skill but they don't have any friends and they don't know how to make any like such dumb stereotypes like that and they usually they rarely have real representation and and i know for me and i see it in ida communication and and interaction and just and like meeting people is really really extremely hard for me because i am i'm in my own head and then I'm in everybody else's head too. Yeah. Yeah, that's definitely you. You yeah, you you always like I mean not always, but I can I can tell you always are trying to be considerate and please everybody in the room. And like not in a bad way, but like I don't know how to word it. I mean the way Ida worded it was pretty good. It's if I was in charge of how people talked to me, I would want it to just be like, we only say what we mean in clear, concise language. We communicate 100% what we're doing because when there's any like things stick in my brain after they're relevant and then i try and tie them to whatever's being said at the moment and i get confused and lost and it's just mm -hmm. i don't know it's really challenging yeah and with it's really nice to see someone in a story have those same struggles and still be succeeding and still be worthy of love yeah absolutely and i feel like it's really easy for autistic people to feel like they aren't worthy of that yeah and it's really hard and it's and especially because it's not something that's talked about a whole lot about what even being autistic means yeah i mean most people still don't even know yeah, so it's it just it just means a lot and um 
and I think that I think that it was really helpful for me to see that. Yeah, that's really good. Yeah, the so this is yes. yeah this is one of the first times I've seen a good autistic representation, and I've seen a couple more, but like it's it's always implied and they never actually say it, which mm-hmm. can also be a frustrating thing. I wish they could just outright say it. It's not like it's a forbidden word, you know? People are fucking scared of saying the word autistic. Yeah, because it's so closely tied, like, as an insult, even though it shouldn't be. Like, doctors won't diagnose adults with with autism. They just straight up won't. won't. Like, maybe some will, mm-hmm. but, like, I know that my doctor's office doesn't have adult an adult doctor who specializes in that yeah it's a really rare thing and it can be really hard for people to know that that's even a a thing yeah and plus it it morphs and changes as you grow up so maybe this the symptoms of autism you may have had as a as a kid are completely different to having it as an adult absolutely especially growing up being repressed about it and not learning properly like how how to interact with society and how society should learn how to interact with you. Yeah, it's honestly it is it is and has been easier for me to just isolate myself in life, which is which given the current world circumstances mm-hmm. like it's weird how my life hasn't really changed because of it yeah i don't know i have a look (laughs) i'm going through some stuff right here with you buddy (laughs) (sighs) um but yeah i i that's my thing yeah yeah i think autistic representation is very very slowly getting more representation but it has a very long way to go and I, I know for a fact that whenever I get into that field and I have the chance to make things, I'm absolutely going to make that a big part of representation. I mean, I already have a, a couple autistic characters. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, it's a beautiful thing. to, And it's important. It's so important, especially for kids, to grow up and not feel left out and knowing that, hey, what you're, what you're going through, like, and what you are, it's not weird. It's not, it's like, it's normal. It's just not normalized in society. Yeah. Autistic people fucking feel emotions. Yeah! God! It's just fucking hard to, it's just fucking hard to show emotion in the way that you expect. Yeah, everybody shows love in, in a different way. And like, I, in that clip, I feel like you see so much, you see so much emotion from Ida. Yeah. But she's, for the most part, stays pretty monotone. Yeah. And like, but Fig is like, just there with her and learning how to talk to her and, and being supportive and kind and patient. Mm hmm. And like, God, I just wish more people were like that. <laughs> yeah but anyway i've yeah anyway (laughs) (sighs) all right hey amy hey mars um what's what's your thing well my thing thing this my thing 
is here to save the day and make everything a little happier and better. Okay. Um, my thing is about the object physics in the video game Elements. <laughs> wow! Yay! I'm going to put some cheering kid sound effects right here. Pl- yes, please put some cheering kid sound effects. Yeah. I... <laughs> yeah, what, is, what the fuck is Elibits? Let me tell you. What is Elibits? I have never heard of Elibits. Um, so Elibits is a game for the Wii. Okay. Um, I got it at Best Buy when I was a kid. I just like saw it and it was like on sale and it looked cute. Uh, it came out. Um, it came out in America in two thousand six. I I didn't get it until way later though. Um. But it's it's very similar to Katamari, but also vastly different. Basically, the game mm-hmm. is you're a little kid in a world where everything electric is powered by these little tiny uh, creatures called elibits. Okay. Um. So, what happens in the game is there's a thunderstorm that happens at the beginning of the game, and all the electricity goes out, and all of the elibits hide from the thunder. So yeah, you're a little kid, you're home alone, and the power goes out, and all the elements who are powering your electric electric devices go into hiding. And so the point of the game is you you have this little like energy gun that sucks up the elements to um get the energy. So the whole mm-hmm. game you go around different at the beginning of the game, it's just your room and then it moves on to the house and then it moves on to the outside world. I haven't gotten to the outside world part yet. <laughs> like i'm gonna play it again i mean maybe (laughs) Maybe. hey it it would be a hell of fun playthrough let me tell you twitch.tv slash pixel uh is it just pixel on me oh my god pixel on me it's pixel aim (laughs) i will forever pronounce it pixel on me and you're just gonna have to live with that okay um but yeah it it, yeah that's my yeah anyway (laughs) (laughs) um so as the the game, you have a gun and you pick up the elements and you suck them up, but the way all the elements are hiding. So you have to go around the house and you have to move like little objects around like coffee cups, you know, shit you'd find in your house and you'd find elements popping out underneath them. Um, but like the object physics, like they're so fun because they're very realistic. Um, like, you could pick up a cup and it fucking flies around everywhere. And there's so many objects inside one room that, like, you can fucking destroy a room in a couple of seconds. And it's really, it's so fun! And, like, what makes Hell it even yeah. um more exciting is that um because of the electricity out, the more elements you get, um the energy in a room is gradually gradually restored so dark rooms like get well lit and then electric appliances um get used again and once um once electric appliances can be turned on like if you press their button then you can get um you can get power elements which when you capture those it slowly increases the strength of your capture gun which lets you lift even heavier objects so okay you start like every level you start out only being with the lift like a pencil or a plate but as it goes on and you get more of those power elements then you can lift up like an entire cabinet or the bed or literally 
everything in the room. So I guess that's how it's similar to Katamari Damacy is because like you get bigger and bigger, except in this you don't get bigger and bigger. You could just lift more things that are bigger than you. So at the end of a game, like by the time the timer goes out, like you could totally just turn a room up and over. Like it's fun because in real life, you don't get to do that shit. You want to throw shit I- all around in your room, but you can't. I- I mean, I've you got can. An important question. Yeah, you can. You absolutely can. Do you ever, do you ever like have the thought of like, I can do anything, but I'm choosing not to. I guess. You know? I guess. <laughs> of like, yeah, I could. I am physically capable to break every window in my house, but I don't do that. Yeah. That's not a profound thought or anything, but just like every day you're so, you're making that choice. Yeah, it's called the brain. It's called the brain. Oh my uh, god! <laughs> okay, but I do have a very important, crucial question about this video game. Mm-hmm. And so does your dog. Yeah. What do you control it? Do you control the like vacuum gun with the Wiimote? Yes, that's why it's so fun. It's because it's motion, and so you pick up a thing and then you swerve it around the room with your Wii remote, and it's fun. Hell yeah. Uh, okay. Do you have any? Do you have any footage of this? Obviously, it's a podcast. <laughs> it's a but... podcast. I mean, I could. I guess I could find a some footage but i'm i want to know what this game looks like so i can describe it for for all the folks at home yeah sure okay oh yeah we can start let's stop there but like everything eventually everything in that room you could lift up even the couch even the door even the table like yeah i i really like elibits asks the philosophical question of what if the only way you could interact with the world was by shooting a laser at it? Yeah. And uh, I, what I, I really like, because there's a part where they like latched onto, they latched their laser onto a clock. Uh, they're like spaghetti laser onto a clock and like tugged at it until some like I guess elibits or gems or whatever fell out. Yeah, those are the elibits popping out. Those are the little creatures. You're waking you s- them up and then you're collecting them for the electricity. S- but I was just imagining, like, the actual, like, if I was playing, like, the motion of doing that. Oh, yeah. Really fun. You're- I, was, I like, it's like, you know what it reminds me of? What? Luigi's Mansion 3. Yeah, I could see that a little bit. Like, in Luigi's Mansion 3, you can, in some rooms especially, you can really fuck up a room. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. It, like, there are rooms later on where you, you get a fucking bandsaw that you just yes. attach to the end of your vacuum and yes. just go. Oh, my God. Like, I would have, every room, I'd have to stay and, like, destroy the whole thing. That's why I love this game so goddamn much. Because yeah. it's, it's the caveman thought. Of, I want to break thingy. But also, there's a penalty yeah. for breaking things in the game. Like, vases, fragile things, you're not supposed to break. If you break too many, then, like, 
you wake up the elements and like you lose the game. So you have to be very careful with the fragile stuff, but also like the furniture, like just fuck it up, fam. Just fuck it up. I just want to throw shit. Oh my God. One of my, I, one of my favorite things in games is like, I love physics objects. I love physics. Physics is so fun. It's so fun. Shout out to those engineers. I love, uh, I, I never beat Bloodborne, but I played a little bit of it, and I really enjoyed, like, obviously it's gothy spooky, which is, like, my whole vibe. Love that. Mm-hmm. But the thing that I like the most about it is there's a room that you can go into that just has a bunch of glass urns just all yes. over, porcelain yes. urns all over the place. Yes. And you can just roll into them and create massive piles of porcelain shards. Oh yeah! And yeah, love it's it. It's the best room in the game. It's, it's just one. It's yeah. just one crypt somewhere, and it's so good. Yeah, it's great. Breaky things love fun. Fucking up a room. Breaky things fun. Breaking things is fun. Cause I mean, how many times do you get that um that urge to just like you look at something and you're like. Man, I really want to chuck that across the room just because I can. And then your brain's yeah. like, yeah, but that thing costs like $200, so you shouldn't. Right, right. Like, like I'm glad for video games that let me live out wanton destruction of my personal property. Yes. Uh, without any consequences. Yes. I love it. I love, and also, I don't know, there's something that makes it ex- exceedingly more exciting when there's a timer, because then you're like, oh my god, am I get to, am I gonna get to lift the, the, the bed? Is it the, the, the last 30 seconds? I don't know, am I gonna be strong enough? I have to find all the elements. Guys, Elements is a really fun game, and yeah, I mean, I, I'd say play it, but it's on the Wii, and I don't know how many of you own Wiis anymore, but like... well. If you own a Wii, actually, I was about to recommend that you could like play it on a Wii U because that that's basically has a Wii in it. You can, you can. But but I'm what I think that legitimately the amount of people who own a Wii is more than the amount of people who own a Wii U. I own both. I own a second Wii that's up in my closet because I want it in the middle school. Oh, I remember this. Yeah. 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 Woo! Elevates. Whoa, I, ha- Elibets. I still have it. May- yeah, maybe if I get a capture card, we'll play that bitch for a playthrough. You see how hype Hell this yeah. game makes me? I haven't played it in like 10 years. Sorry for the yeah, dogs. It, it, I, I want to play it. I want to throw shit around. Yeah, yeah. I, that's, yeah, yeah that's I want to play this game. Yeah, that's about it. It's a good game. Um, it's fun. Throwing things fun. That's simply about it. Thanks for listening to the podcast. Thanks for listening to the podcast. Uh, we're we're gonna uh, take our uh, our spaghetti laser. We're gonna hit that A button on this episode and and throw it into your podcast feed. We do have a rating. <gasps> But not a review. Okay. Well, shout out they to whoever did a rating. Yeah. Shout out to to the to our one five star rating. Yeah. This is post production, Amy. That uh one five star rating was me. I forgot that I did it. Oh, follow us on Enchanting Pod. 
Yeah, follow us at Enchanting Pod. Uh, also, uh, we both stream on Twitch. I stream at Cozy Goth Mars. They stream at at Pixel Aim. Uh, aim. Pixel Aim. Aim. A M E is how that ends. Yeah. Um. Uh. uh love, love yeah. yourself. Believe in yourself. Believe in yourself. Bye. <laughs> I need you guys to know that I just, every time I edit the episode, I just record this part too. But this time I got nothing. I'm a burp at the same time. Oh, I was too early.